You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. to have personal responsibility, political accountability, and corporate culpability. We must eliminate poverty. I don't care what color the person a child. Montoya Smith, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, along with special guest co-host DeAsia Robinson. We are the return of intelligent radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning, DeAsia. How are you doing, Queen? Thank you for being my guest co-host, as you are also a co-host of Locked and Loaded, but introduce yourself as, you, as you've been on our show before. So glad to have you back in the guest co-host position. Uh, but again, say hello to the truth seekers out there and give them a little more of your background before we introduce them to our special guest this morning. Oh, I'm sorry. Maybe I don't have her on the air here. Let me see. Hold on. Let me check this out. All right. If y'all forgive me, trying to work out the difficulties. Hello, good morning. Hey, Lisa, how you doing? I'm just checking real quick. I'm just trying to get, uh, DeAsia, is this you? Yes. Okay, you called me from another number. You messed me up. Don't do not do not do that to me. Don't oh, do sorry. that to me. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm really sorry. Confused. I just wanted I'm... to make sure I called from a, a, a layer line where I want to have any issues, which caused an issue, huh? <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is me. all good. We're going to make it happen. No, nah, no, nah, absolutely. Yeah, that was Lisa Piper in as well, who's our special guest, Lisa Dudley. But before we introduce Lisa, um, go ahead, DeAsia, give me a little bit of your background, and, 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 and then we'll introduce Lisa after you. Okay, well, I'm DeAsia Robinson. I have been a guest on the show before, so thank you for having me then, and thank you for having me now. Um, I am one part of the podcast, Locked and Loaded, which airs every Tuesday at 6 p.m. through all of your social media platforms. Um, we've been doing it for quite a while where we talk about um, various subjects. So this is one of the things that um, is really dear to my heart, so I'm glad to be here uh, today in order to discuss this particular topic with you guys. 
No, absolutely. And again, I just accidentally um, introduced Lisa. How you doing, Queen? Thank you for being with us. This is your first time being a guest on the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. So if you will, Queen, say hello to the Truth Seekers. Uh, say, say, say hello to DeAsia and give people a little bit of your background in reference to this morning's discussion question, which is, should blacks leave America now? And move to Africa. There's a lot of things going on, but uh, you know, you could go ahead and give a little background so that people understand why I picked you to be the special guest for this morning's discussion. Go ahead, Queen. Good morning, family. Good morning. My name is Lisa Dudley, also known as the Travanista. So I am the CEO of Women Go Global as well as Business Academy. And I am very passionate about the continent of Africa. I have a a company, Women Go Global, where I take women who are entrepreneurs to the motherland, and what we do is we tour and explore, and we work with the local cooperative women who are entrepreneurs. And I have been um, traveling to the continent for 12 years. I've I've taught there. I work there. And um, I have the business I plan to plant on the ground there. So um, I reside in the DNV, aka Washington D.C. area, and um, that's my that's who I am, and, and that's where my heart is. So um, I'm all about um, Mama Africa. <laughs> nah, I love it. Glad to have you on, Queen. Why you didn't stop them people from joining to that capital? I forgot you was up there. Why you didn't stop them people, Lisa? <laughs> Well, because I, 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 I was I was strategizing when I'm gonna go to the gun range with my sister and just uh stay awake and stay woke and prepare myself for this craziness. <laughs> yeah, you was uh, you was up there in it. Was you scared? I'm messing with you, Queen. Nah, it's all good though. But um I'm not but crazy. obviously um <laughs> no, nah, I can dig it. I can dig it. So obviously, uh, as we said, this morning's discussion question, should blacks leave America now and move to Africa? So obviously you have an extensive background in that part of this discussion. But to be honest, part of us doing this discussion uh, is in reference to the madness that, in a sense, maybe a lot of, uh, I'll say a lot of you watched. Um, I've been devoid of all coverage. I'm not pretending when I say that. Uh, I've, I've, I saw a few videos getting ready for this show, but prior to deciding to have this discussion this morning, uh, watched no coverage, didn't even listen to uh, even some of my favorite uh, radio shows here in Atlanta, um, just knowing that it was going to be about the madness um, that I can, again, kind of only imagine and then again watched a couple of videos uh, preparing for this morning. So, um, and, you know, well, 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 we'll definitely get into your wheelhouse for those who are, you know, thinking about, you know, in a sense, leaving CONUS, if you will, the kind of United States, uh, which is you know, been talked about for years. I mean, we can go all the way back to the Garvey, you know, Garvey moved back to Africa movement in reference to African-Americans, but there's so many angles um, in reference to this discussion this morning. Um, but again, just being somewhat prompted by the, the, I guess, the the invasion of the capital or whatever, you know, obviously people have either got their, their, their opinions or, as we say, your three cents on whether it was actually, uh, or, you know, prompted or allowed or whatever you want to call it as far as the takeover of the capital. Uh, in a sense, being the lead-in 
to us having this discussion again. Uh, we've we've done this dialogue on, on, from from various viewpoints, but we're going to start there. So, Deasia, um, again, being in the guest co-host, we're going to start with you. Um, I think you've taken part in this before, so Lisa, just kind of take note. I think Deasia, she knows how to do this as well. We got a couple of hours to dig in deep on this discussion. Uh, but before we go to our first initial break, what I always do is I like to get a quick thought on when you first heard the discussion question. Like, in other words, what did you think when you first heard the question? It could be, you know, it could be silly. It could be what you really thought. Um, but we don't go too in-depth on the initial thought. It's just kind of sharing it. That's kind of how we always start. So our, our ritual here on the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. So Deasia, starting with you, I'm going to say, you heard the question, should blacks leave America now and move to Africa? What was your first initial thought um, when you heard the question? Um, actually, simply put, it was no for me. Um, I, I don't feel mm-hmm. like we should um, just all gather up and leave America. And I have so many reasons as to why I feel that way, which we'll delve into um, after the break. But I definitely feel like, in short, that we shouldn't all gather up and leave America. Um, and, and I definitely will get into my reason and why throughout the show as well. No, sounds good. So, again, it, it could be any thought. It don't have to be related to this morning's discussion because I, like I just like to dig in when somebody hears the question, what comes to mind. So, Lisa, you're on the spot now, if you will, Queen. Uh, when I obviously dubbed you and said, I got this perfect show, want to bring you on, and I told you the title of the show. Should blacks leave America now and move to Africa? What was your just your initial thought outside of your excitement? Because you definitely screamed and was glad that I was bringing you on. So I definitely knew you were excited, but what was your initial thought? Um, My initial thought was, will they at least wake up? And I was excited that this discussion is something that um, people are interested in hearing. That was my initial thought. Love it, and that's perfect. We're right up against the break. Um, obviously, I came up with the question, but every now and then I have an initial thought as well. I'll just simply say, with in a sense, that I'm I'm kind of I think my perspective is uh, to a degree in between, and I don't think it necessarily has to apply to the masses, if you will. I'll just kind of throw that out um, as we lead into this initial break. When we come out of this break, we will get hot and heavy into this discussion. Uh, we also have a, a caller that already knows how to get in. For anybody else out there, we're going to open up the phone lines hot and heavy for this particular morning discussion, so I'll give the number out now. The number to get in is 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646-787-1691. You do have to press 1 to let us know you want to speak. Some people listen via the phone, but if you want to speak, you do have to press 1. We'll be right back after this break for this morning's discussion question should blacks leave america now and move to africa all i ask is that you think big sis media group is a full service design agency with tools available to help clients communicate with audiences through visual and digital media so what exactly does that mean you need graphic design call big sis media 
You need web design? Call Big Sis Media. You need audio or video production? Call Big Sis Media. You need a branded strategy for your business? Call Big Sis Media. Damn, they do everything, don't they? Nope, even better. They're professionals. Whatever service you need, they do a consultation, send over a contract with a deadline, and meet that deadline. A true one-stop shop for all your digital and media needs, all at an affordable price. What's their website and phone number? BigSysMediaGroup.com 404-465-4348 Again, that's BigSysMediaGroup.com Call them at 404-465-4348 Images unlike anything seen in the United States in recent memory. Thousands of Donald Trump supporters storming Capitol Hill and disrupting the peaceful transfer of power that has long defined American democracy. Images captured of the event showed Trump supporters breaching security outside and inside the building. The joint session aimed at certifying Joe Biden's victory was swiftly suspended as lawmakers, some wearing gas masks, were rushed to secure locations. One photo showed several security guards with their guns drawn as another group of rioters attempted to break down the doors of the House chamber. In the chaos, a woman was shot. She later died in hospital. After originally just tweeting to encourage his supporters to remain peaceful, Donald Trump recorded a statement, both continuing to reject the results of the presidential election and asking his supporters to disperse. This was a fraudulent election but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. President-elect Joe Biden, for his part, decried an unprecedented assault on American democracy. What we're seeing are a small number of extremists dedicated to lawlessness. This is not dissent. It's disorder. It's chaos. It borders on sedition. And it must end. As law enforcement officers... Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-hosts, Asia Robinson, our special guest is Lisa Dudley, as we just hear a cut about the chaos, I'll call it chaos at the Capitol, if you will, um, and obviously from an outside entity looking in uh, outside of the U.S., kind of a report out of France, if you will. Uh, but in hearing that, again, the catalyst to this morning's discussion, uh, where I'll start, and I'll start with you, um, Lisa, as the guest, I, I think you were able to see the promotions that I use, in a sense, for this morning's discussion. And when I'm asking that question, should blacks leave America now, I put up a couple of the, big, the pictures that seem to be circulating in the media in reference to what happened on the Capitol, which was the guy that was walking through the White House with the huge rebel flag. And then there was that post where some of the protesters or rioters, whatever you know, are terrorists, as some people like to say, uh, but they put up the noose um, somewhere on the Capitol ground. So in seeing those pictures, uh, any thoughts? in reference to what happened in your backyard. You, again, you're being from the DMV area. 
Um, what did you think of those pictures in reference to, you know, us as African-Americans and the concept of, you know, is, is America even safe for us? I think it's how some people may have, why those, or in a sense, why those um, photos circulated. Go ahead, Queen. Lisa? I'm sorry. I think I'm... These phone numbers messed me up, y'all, this morning. Bear with me on this um, actual board. Let me get Lisa back on here. All right, sorry about that, Lisa. I got another. I got somebody. I got somebody out of your area, and I got got the numbers mixed up. Go ahead, Queen. Thank you for being with us. Hello, Deja. Can you hear me? Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe I can I'm still not. hear you. Okay. Maybe her okay. muted. Yeah, I'm trying to. Okay, still, yeah, the board's running slow. I'm, let me see. I may have. All right, y'all work with me, y'all. Bear with me. Get the guests on. Matter of fact, let, okay, I see what's going on. All right, so what's going on right now? As long as you can hear me, um, go ahead, um, Diego. I'm going to let you kind of respond to that. I've just kind of got knocked off on the internet, so I'll get Lisa on here in a second. Okay. But, um, if you will, give me your thoughts on that um, as I try to get Lisa back on. Um, when I When I first saw the images, it was a very disheartening to see um, because a lot of times we like to believe that so many different changes has been made and a lot of these things that we're seeing now, it has been swept under the rug so much where we have black people who feel like um, uh, we're we're at a different point in this society where we are, are afforded certain freedoms and so we turn a blind eye to a lot of things and then you have our um, the white people who act as if racism and things like this doesn't exist. So to see that and 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 to just be at home watching this on TV and to see everything unfold like that, it was disheartening at first, but I also became excited to see it because now it was being it was it was opening everybody's eyes up to what has has been trying to be swept under the rug for so long. So it didn't it didn't trigger anything in me to feel like I needed to escape. Everything that I saw on that TV uh, when it was happening, I already knew that this existed. I already knew that, you know, a lot of white people felt certain ways about us. But I feel like a lot of white people didn't realize that or try to act like racism doesn't exist. So I feel like more so than anything, those images was like confirmation for them. I don't think it didn't trigger anything inside of me to make me feel any way as far as um, wanting to pack up and leave or anything, because I don't feel like you can necessarily escape racism in itself. Uh, but it was just disheartening to see that, uh, to see democracy be attacked in that way. I will say that, but it didn't trigger anything inside of me. No, absolutely. I respect that. Lisa, we got you back live, Queen. Go ahead. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on you in yeah. reference to those images floating around with our promotions this morning? Yes, so I totally agree with my sister, and I think most importantly for me, I thought it was more of a wake-up call for black and brown people to really see what's going on, whether you, you know, you work at a corporate job, you're a CEO, no matter what your economic status is in the U.S., that you need to really know what's going on. So that for me, it's, we're not too far removed from slavery in a sense. So that's what it 
triggered in me to hopefully my people will open their eyes to um, see what's going on in America. What's been going on, but now it is definitely transparent. Mm-hmm. Nah, yeah, nah, fair enough. Um, what I'll say about it, and I'm going to share one other thought from actually from you, DeAsia, and then we'll get to all of the callers that are ready to get in. They're ready to get in on this thing this morning, so we're going to open up the lines. Um, but I, what I'll share about both of those images, uh, if you recall, if you heard what Joe Biden said, uh, he said, hey, it's a unique small number of extremists and things of that nature. Uh, no surprise to hear him in his position downplay it, uh, you know, to a degree, or uh, really more than to a degree. Uh, what I will say, uh, I, I think, in my opinion, that from a black and white perspective, uh, I think lots of whites like to downplay it too low. And I think even us as African-Americans, you know, and again, to see that guy walking through with the rebel flag, I think we overplay how how big that constituent is, you know, to a degree. Again, that's just my opinion, uh, but they're absolutely out there, and that is, you know, in a sense, their concern, you know, between those who are upset about this actual um, election, if you will, the entire group doesn't necessarily think to think the same, and some of them are in that group with all, with some of their own agendas. Um, just to even throw that out there. And the last thing I'll say about the the news picture in particular, um, I remember when I saw it, um, didn't uh, like you, Deja, necessarily didn't trigger anything in me. Um, but the reality is, and it's just it's calling it for what it is. Uh, the the idea of the news, um, obviously, as African Americans, it could be triggering thinking about, okay, see what they are about. And the re- and and here's a reality, and, and you know, give a quick quick thought on it before we go to the callers. Uh, but the reality is, um, the noose is technically the punishment for treason. Treason, and so the noose being put up was very particular because they feel like some of these elected officials are committing treason by not at a minimum doing an audit of this current election. And that's whether you believe it or not. That is the concept, not being defensive. I chose the, the picture intentionally, obviously, to get people to the show, if you will, uh, but with the complete understanding of what the noose, noose was intended for. But when I first saw it, I didn't think about what I just said. I thought about it the same way most African-Americans would, like, damn, see what they're about. But, again, just from doing the research, again, not following or doing any coverage, um, that's what that picture was, just to throw it out there. Um, before I go to one of these callers, um, I'm going to share a thought that you put on Facebook um, this week, Asia, and it's another one. You know, um, Lisa said she was in line with what you said. I was definitely in line with this comment that you made um, right here. I'll get both of your thoughts, and then we'll start going to the college. Um, you actually said this this week on Facebook. You said, I don't know why people keep talking about what white people get away with and we don't. No shit. It makes me think maybe you have some hope in this system that we will be treated fairly, or maybe you're just now realizing where we stand, because I really don't understand posts like that. No shots or shade at any particular person. It's up and down my whole timeline on Twitter, uh, on IG, and everywhere I go. I am fully into that sentiment to the degree I didn't even watch the coverage. I could assume what it was going to be, did not care in the least, kept my head down, so that I can make ground for what what I need to do. And maybe, you know, Lisa might open up one of these trips and let her brother come one time. But it's all good, though, Queen. But, Lisa, uh, but DH, I'm going to let you, you know, just give a quick response to your own words that I, again, am in 100% complete agreement with. None of this surprises me. So to be honest, 
Whether, care what other people think about me, I didn't pay it no attention. Go ahead, Queen. Yeah, and um, when I made that post, it was more so um, along the lines of that's not our business. It, it just it, to me, I just feel like that wasn't our business. Um, a lot of times we start inserting ourselves in, into things that has nothing to do with us, and because we have suffered so much in this country, it's easy for us to put ourselves in, in situations and say if it was us and, um, and and how things will be handled. But the thing is, those things that those people did, like storming into the Capitol, is not something that we would do anyway. So to even... And so it, it started making me. It started making me feel like they were upset. Like it was black people upset that they don't have the privilege in order to do something so ridiculous like that. Um, and again, that that whole situation that happened in the Capitol, it didn't have anything. It, it didn't have anything to do with us. To me, I don't feel like it was any of our business to even feel any way about it. And it started. It, it started seeming like people were crying out and still asking for some type of fairness when they were making those posts because it was like to say, see what you let them get away with and you don't let us get away with it. And it's still begging in a way to me. These We have to understand the system that we're in was not designed for us. And it, it, it's certain things that we are not going to be afforded to do. But all at the same time, I don't feel like we should leave just because of that. We should be able to be able to form our own different groups in, in right here um, in order to thrive. But I just feel like at that particular time when people were making those posts, it was just a cry out for fairness that we're ju- we're just not going to get the level of fairness that I think people are looking for. Uh, to, uh, activist Tamika Mallory said, "This is not our fight." Uh, that's exactly how I seen it. Why I didn't pay attention, uh, Lisa. Your thoughts on, uh, you know, just the idea that DAs are put out there, and I did a post similar, saying, the, you know, saying the same thing. You know, keep keep your head down, make ground for your family, your, and, and your tribe. Keep focus from the same sentiment. But what are your thoughts on that, um, Lisa? In reference to this whole ordeal, even having anything to do with us collectively as an African American, as African Americans, if you will. Go ahead. Lisa. Oh, let me catch my breath. This is not our problem. Mm, um, I think we need to wake our asses up. Sorry for saying it like that. You're good. It's not our problem. No, you're good. Um, I think black people need to wake up and they need to arm themselves. I'm not saying arm in the sense of uh, arm being like you're going to war, which I'm not. Not saying that as well, but I think black people need to get with the program. Um, yes, I think this is a problem. I think that we're seeing exactly what's been going on in the division in this country um, with in respect to economics for black people, where we stand, how other groups in this country voted. Remember Trump got what 72 million or 75 million, million? yeah I'm not saying that all Trump supporters are racist but when you have a group of people who are entitled who are afraid this is our problem um so I respect all opinions 
But I think black people need to wake up and see, number one, by the year 2053, it's speculated that we'll be at a negative net worth. Number two, we need to know that money runs this country, something as a, as a whole that we don't have. And number three, there is a threat to a, a certain group of people when they feel that they're being outnumbered in this country. So I think this is a problem of ours. I think more so the focus needs to be on black with financial literacy, with opportunities of entrepreneurship, and having a backup plan. That's what I think. So I do think it is a problem. That's just my perspective. I think maybe absolutely. because... Absolutely. That's what we do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I don't think this is something that we should just put our heads down and walk like I'm not getting involved. I think it's a wake-up call. Honestly, hey, fair, um, no, so fair enough. Now, what I will, <laughs> no, absolutely, that's what we do. No, that's what we do here. We we all, we want we want the different opinions. That's why we do this dialogue. Well, yeah, yeah, or what yeah, I, I will say, what all I opinions, but no, yeah, of course, I, yeah, I, oh yeah, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, I'm just letting like, you know that we're open to that perspective too. I'm glad you gave mm-hmm. that perspective. I will say what I say head down. I'm saying head down and definitely focused on your number two. You know what I mean? In the sense that. You know, right. being concerned or being, and you know, like D.A. just said, being outraged because white people get a chance to do something that we can't do. I'm not spending no time on that, if you will, but my head my right. head down is making ground, as you said, being financially focused, you know, in a sense. So I'm not part of that negative, uh, you know, number mm-hmm. at, in, in 2053. Uh, let's go to uh, right. some of these callers out here. 817-LAST-3503, give us your name. Where you calling from and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Yeah, this flying saucer. Calling from another galaxy. What's happening? Hey, what's going on, flying saucer? What's up, Key? Thanks for calling in. What you got for us this morning? I got about a minute before the break, so I can keep you on after the break if necessary, but we'll go ahead and let you get started with your initial thoughts. Oh man, I'm just in the cut like peroxide listening, taking it all in. I'm with it I'm with all everything everybody talking about. I one hundred percent uh, agree with all three perspectives. Seems like we preach to the choir this morning, but that's good because sometimes we need to powwow with like minds to make sure we ain't tripping. You feel me? Nah, that's fair, man. I appreciate the support. Thanks a lot, uh, Flying Sauce, for getting on this thing out of, te- out of te- Texas. 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 You say Texas because they want to rhyme with Lexus. <laughs> But dog, nah, man, appreciate you, Montoya, man, for um, keeping mental dialogue going on, man, and giving us the substance that we need, man, and staying consistent, staying down, putting in the work to um, deliver the information to our people, man, with, you know, different perspectives across the board, man. And uh, I will be sharing the show, man. I ain't going to hold y'all up, man. Peace of Black Power. Have a black-tastic Saturday. Peace. Peace. Yeah, and the other queen. Peace. Guess Montoya's having technical difficulties. My name is Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. I am the owner and facilitator of the Mental Dialogue Community Support Group focused on practical solutions and the collective thinking of the black community. We do that one of two ways. 
every third Friday, 7 p.m. at Urban Grind, or Saturday mornings, the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Contact us at mentaldialogue.com or on Facebook at Mental Dialogue. All I ask is that you think. I had it all back then, but I ain't even know it. I had my head all in the clouds, feeling important. She had her story, I had mine. She went crazy, I lost my mind. What I wouldn't give, hit rewind. One last time, one last time. So much regret, how I dealt with you. You're a package to be handled with care. You're like a king, I slip away. Dropping pennies in the well, wishing you were so I got one lift with one wish. Hello, Montoya. I'm here. This is Lisa. You still there, Lisa? Yes, I am. I don't know. I think maybe Montoya is um, experiencing a technical difficulty. But um, while he's getting it together, one of the things that I wanted to make mention of regarding what we saw transpire down at the Capitol was that a lot of times we're moved by sensationalism, and I think we really do have to be careful with that because what ends up happening is we'll see these different images on the media, and then we automatically start saying these things that we need to start doing. Uh, We have to be careful with that because until we see these images, a lot of us lie dormant, we're complacent, Uh, We're comfortable in our lifestyles, not planning, strategizing, or doing anything. Um, That's something that we need to change. We need to start planning and strategizing before things like this commence, because once things like this happen and take place, because they've already been strategizing and planning, and then next thing you know, we see these different images, right? And so what happens is by the time this, this unfolds, it's too late. The 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 BS has already commenced at that time. Like once they start once they start acting out in this manner, they've already have a plan. They already have a strategy, and they're going about it. So we wait until they do something, then we decide, hey, it's something that we need to do. So we're always playing the defense instead of playing offense. And I think that's something that we need to take into account as well. So that's the reason why it's so good to have these different conversations from different perspectives. Because even, like, um, with the movement, people wanting to move to Africa and everything, that's that's, that's a good idea. Um, but it's, it's certain things that has to be done in, before that move is actually made. Um, it's certain things that we could do here in order to combat some of the the things that come our way. And I think what happens is is we don't strategize. 
we don't plan like we should. And so only thing we can do is try to, we try to avoid an attack instead of being prepared to attack if we are attacked. See, we're not prepared to attack back. We're trying to avoid the attack. And I feel like that's that's very dangerous on our end. What do you think about that? Well, I totally agree with you. Um, I think that we do need to start strategizing. Um, I, I, I would not say that I think they, meaning, you know, the MAGA people or the mm-hmm. Antifa people or the white supremacists so much has, have a strategy other than uh, just in their mind they think they're being patriotic because others, minorities, are taking up something that they are used to having. So they feel fear. So, you know, they have a one-track mind of wanting to just think, have the mentality of <laughs> <laughs> That's their one-track mind. I'm sorry to cut y'all. I just want to let y'all know I'm live speeding back on the air. I don't know what happened. But, but thank okay. you, D.A., for holding, holding your boy down. That's why I got these powerful queens on this thing with me. Because if, if I'm, if the, hey, hey, the white supremacists take me out, we good. Because I got y'all. <laughs> let me stop. But let y'all know I'm live with the three. Finish your thought, uh, Lisa. I'm sorry about that. I yeah. didn't let y'all so know I am back on the air. We're going to go to a caller. I, I, I agree that we need. Yeah, I agree that we need a strategy as a people, you know. But I, I don't mm-hmm. give them too much. When I say them, I am referring to the white supremacists, the po boy, poor, uh, the proud boys. Excuse me, proud boys. The, you know, supremacists. Uh huh. Proud boys. I don't even like to say their name, but the ones who definitely are. Uh, fearful of minorities taking over because of the mindset and because they think they're so privileged. Those are the ones that I don't give credit to with strategizing anything but just being hateful. Um, But I do agree that we as a people should have a strategy for our family, for our life, for our money, for our mindset. So absolutely I do, you know, agree along that line. Now, I okay. love both of your thoughts. I'm going to add one piece of clarity and go to a caller here. Um, but, yeah, I, I, the thing I love about what you both of you said, but, Lisa, what you just specifically said is the idea of not giving that credit. Um, I think I think to a certain extent there is an aspect within our community, not all of us. Obviously, you don't feel this way, so clearly I'm not talking about all blacks. But there is an aspect where there is too much credit given to the level of strategy that those who do think that in that hateful way um, is, you know, that, that they're actually have some additional ability to control everything and they're only focused. And it's like, we give them too much power. And I'm always like, they not that damn smart. Let's not give them that much power. And then one piece of clarity and, and people, you know, you can, people can look this up, but it's just like, we like to give as much accurate information as we can. Um, when we did the conversation, uh, when, when, when during the debate, when Trump politicked, talked about the um, Proud Boys or whatever ever they came up in that situation. Um, that group in particular, believe it or not, uh, uh, while they have some idea, you know, ideas worrying about what's going to happen you know, with this country or whatever, uh, I don't know that they are actually listed as a white supremacist group. I always like to add that clarity. And I'm, and Because they, they do have, I mean, just having blacks itself doesn't mean they're not. But it, when you look at their ideas, I don't know that they're included in that bunch, but it was thrown out there at that time. And people have made that assumption. Again, I just like to give accurate information. I'm not giving props to them whatsoever, but I like to be accurate. Let's go to a caller here. Area code 703-3488. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. 
Hello, um, this is Jennifer. I'm from um, the D.C. area. So uh, um, I'm very, very excited about the discussion. I do agree with a lot of the, um, the folks that are on the call. Um, you know, the one thing is, is that I felt like the images, because um, you all were talking initially about the images, it did trigger me. And it did, um, and I do live in the D.C. area. I mean, there was, like, alerts that went on my phone. Um, you know, I you know, have mm. a family that lives in the D.C. area, so there was some roll call. I even work in an office mm-hmm. that is very close to the Capitol. Um, so people were affected um, that were working daily um, by what was occurring at the Capitol. Um, and mm-hmm. so... And these were people who were, you know, domestic, what they say are terrorists. And I think that they disrespected the flag. They disrespected, you know, um, many, many different things. And I think that um, we should be angry. At first, I wasn't angry. I was just appalled. And then the next morning, I woke up and I became angry because I thought about, I did think about the violence that occurred um, in the African-American community and what happened with the Black Lives Matter um, protests and the differences. And I think LeBron had said something, um, the basketball player, not saying that I quote him very often, but he said that we were living in two different Americas. And, you know, it was very apparent um, through the images that occurred. Um, the second point I wanted to make is, is that um, I do agree that we have to have a plan and that is essential for us to have a plan as um, African-Americans or black for our family and that we need to make sure that we are financially ground and that plan needs to, you know, um, make sure that our plan um, has that. And also I think that we also have to protect our family, and that's not only protecting our family physically um, from violence and things that occur, but also mentally. You know, I have a young son who's African-American, and he's seeing these images as a 7-year-old, you know, because we do have on the news. He's um, talking about these issues in his, in his class, his virtual classes that are online, and they're in kindergarten and first grade, and helping them process. And they're going to be different than what we're going to be different. I think it's really, really important. And these images, you know, and it should be a plan, and it, we need to have that, you know, conversation. The third thing that I want to say is, you know, the title of this, um, this podcast was about sure. going back to Africa. And the thing is, is I think it's important to have a conversation with those who are in, who are African. You know, how do they feel about us going back to Africa? I know somebody was talking about that this is what they do. They want to establish businesses on Africa. And I think, you know, I would like to know, you know, what steps you have to take to do that. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is, is that, you know, um, are there are Africans who are on the African continent? I know that there's many different countries um, you know, are they accepting of us coming there? Now, these, this is an amazing three cents. We have a, we're, gonna, we're actually going to dig into all of the things that you discuss. Um, a great, amazing, amazing call this morning, Jennifer. Thank you for that call. Um, but before I let you go, I'm, I'm going to address something in one. Um, Lisa's going to be the perfect person. We're going to really get into that at the top of the hour. The very questions you asked. They are prepared, we are prepared to discuss in this show, and that's why she is one of our special guests, so just so that you know. So just kind of stay tuned for that. Um, the one thing that I'll mention in reference to your point one, again, all of those were amazing points. Uh, I, I'm kind of in line with everything you're saying, 
um, in reference. And one thing that you made me think about, again, being in the area and close enough to get the alerts on your phone, I rem- at the very beginning of the show, as you may recall, when I kind of said um, to, a, uh, to a certain extent, uh, which I quite often say this on the show, very rarely does any, anything going to uh, anything's going to affect us collectively all the same, even though sometimes we lose sight of it. So hearing Jennifer talk about getting those alerts on the phone made me realize, okay, so while I'm here in Atlanta with my head down, not watching any coverage, if, if I'm, if I have a family in DC getting alerts, then that perspective is very different and damn, damn right. I'm going to be more concerned with it. Whereas I can kind of incubate down here in Atlanta and not pay it any attention, which gives credence to, um, how people can look at this question from different perspectives. And I think we always have to be, do a good job of letting people have, in a sense, their own perspective on it, where, you know, whereas for the most part, you know, I told you, DeAsia, and I'm still kind of to, to a degree with this, that in the sense that there's aspects of what happened at the Capitol that are not our fight. But if you're in Jennifer where you're getting those alerts, that is your fight. So I just it's just one perspective that I thought about in reference to her uh, making that point. So great call, um, Jennifer, and again, the top of the hour, we will definitely get into the um, part three of of what you asked. So hopefully we'll deal with that. Um, DeAsia, anything? Um, let me see if I may. Again, we're having some scout bear with me with these phones this morning. Um, DeAsia, are you still with us? Or she may have dropped as well. All right, Lisa, I'm going to let you jump in. Did you hear anything that you want to address in reference to Jennifer's amazing call? Yes, I do. So absolutely, because I am also in the DNV area and because the alerts were going off like crazy on my phone, my perspective was, you know, it is, you know, our issue um, because we're so close. We see what's going on like it's in the backyard. So totally when she added that, I'm like, yes, that's why I felt even more that this is an issue for us because we're right here in the melting pot, you know, the nation's capital. Uh, Secondly, I want to say, Jennifer, you made some some really, really uh, good points in in saying, are we welcome? Um, There's so many groups out there, including my group, that uh, we do take women uh, to visit. Uh, And and yes, Africa, I'm not sure if you have been – Uh, you know, looking at different YouTubes and other influencers who are talking about the continent. But the locals, they welcome us. I mean, they know that we are a part of who they are, despite what many people in the U.S. feel about Africans that live here, because I've also heard, you know, that part of the argument of how they separate themselves, et cetera, et cetera. But, yes, we are so welcome. And, you know, Ghana was one of the countries that, you know, of course, did the year of return. So um, to make this short, that definitely there's so many resources out there. Um, So, yes, definitely um, they do welcome us to at least come and visit first to see. But uh, the media, like they say, don't believe the hype. That's exactly what it is. I think sometimes we have to stop depending on the media for information and just do it research ourselves because I know before I step foot on the continent. Let me do this, Lisa, because we're up against the break. We're up against the break, so let me do this. Sorry okay. to cut you off. Okay. Uh, no, but absolutely, no, 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 but no, absolutely. No, that was excellent. That was excellent. Um, Jennifer, great questions. Again, I'm going to get into Lisa's expertise so you can hear more about that. Uh, but a great call. We are up against the break. If you want to get back in, Jennifer, you can. Just come off the one and back on the one. We're a family show, so we like to get 
dialogue back and forth. But again, thank you for that call, Queen. We are against the break. We'll be right back. But all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and T-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at MoneyMotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Oh, how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. And everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk, talk. They still go with me. Because I look like money. Smell like money. Talk like money. Even walk like money. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. If you're trying to get in your bag, make sure you know about moneymotivation.com, longtime sponsor of the Mental Dialogue Talk Show for all of the discussion about getting our money right in reference to this morning's discussion question, should we leave America now and go back to Africa, if you will, is the discussion obviously being prompted by the madness that we saw on the Capitol, but we keep one consistent theme that we keep hearing is getting our money right. And again, I appreciate our sponsor, moneymotivation.com, and they are focused on those that are trying to get to the bag. So please look them up. This morning, our special guest co-host is Deasia Robinson, as well as special guest Lisa Dudley. I think I have um, Deasia back on. We actually have a, a caller as well. But uh, Deasia, did you hear anything that you wanted to speak on before I go to the caller? Yes, I did. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're coming through loud and clear, Queen. Go ahead. Okay. So, yeah, um, when the caller, she made some very interesting points, and it was something that I definitely uh, wanted to touch on as far as being welcome if we were to return or, or go back to Africa, right? And uh, Lisa put it in a nutshell and said that, you know, we are welcome. But we do have to take into consideration that all of these different countries have different customs. Um, they have different rules. And a lot of those different African countries – uh, even though the locals might approve of us and, and, and they op- they have open arms, we have to take into consideration that a lot of those governments are just as corrupt, if not more, than the American government. And so we have to take that into consideration, and we also have to take into consideration um, their different customs, the way that they live. Are we going over there and we're going to assimilate it within their society? or we're going over there with that same American mind frame and try to build it up and make it comfortable for us? Because if so, I feel as though we're going to get some pushback if we try to do that. And it could be somewhat a form of, I want to say colonialism, but I will say it could be some form of gentrification. Because if we go over with the American mindset and, 
and we we go into these countries and we try to build them up, it could be a form of gentrification that can actually take place. So I think those things need to be taken into consideration as well. Are we ready to actually assimilate into those different societies? Because it's fine when you go over there and you have to abide by certain customs and you're just over there on a trip. And you could come home and do your thing, but it's different when you're making this your your permanent place to live. So I think those things definitely need to be taken into consideration as well. Are we ready to assimilate into those societies? Um, those are excellent questions we're getting. I, I know Lisa's over there answering because we all up in her wheelhouse now. She want to answer everything you just asked, said, Deja. So, so what I will say, just to hold you off for just splitting that, because I wanted to get to the top of the hour to to get deep into it. I want to get to this caller who probably had had some thoughts about what we've been talking about. Um, but those are excellent questions to explore. Uh, absolutely, it all has to be taken into consideration. Uh, I know I'm talking to the choir when I say this, and you understand this, that we are absolutely four different countries. Uh, Lisa has enough background to maybe say, well, hey, here's the ones where it's a little better for us for this reason and that reason. And the thing that I that you brought out most, Asia, that, that I had to um, learn about myself is because I do have this dream or this ideal that we do bridge the gap between ourselves and, our, in a sense, our brothers and sisters you know, in the motherland, if you will, and, and bridge the gap from the standpoint that, you know, whether you move there or just have the relationships and do business here in the States and there or just have the relationships. So even in that idea, somebody warned me of the very thing that you mentioned is because I am used to, in a sense, the American capitalistic society, I absolutely would need to be aware that if I built those relationships, that I too am not exploiting them just as the same as we say, uh, America does or the white man does or whatever, but since we, a lot of us know the capitalistic sy- system, we would go over there with an intention to help, but we could be just as exploitive ourselves if we don't think about it. So great, great points. Um, I got my man Kevin out of South Carolina wanting to get in, so I'm going to get that brother in. also see um, 0600 on the line as well. Go ahead, Kevin. Thanks a lot for calling in. Give us your three cents this morning. Kevin, are you live? Boy, messing up with me today. I'm having... Kevin, you should be live on the air. That's, um, it may have got knocked off the Internet again. Sorry, y'all bear with me. This Internet connection is messing me up this morning. We have such an amazing show, and we're having these little difficulties. All right, so with that said, uh, I'm going to have to um, let you go ahead and jump in. Lisa, I'm going to let you jump in early on some of what she said, and I'll have to get to the callers in a second because i got to get back online. We're good. Everybody can hear what we're saying. I'm just having trouble bringing the callers up. So if you will, Lisa, you, I'll go ahead and let you respond to the agent before we go to the callers. Okay, so I'm going to make this brief because I'm sure we're going to have plenty of time to, uh, to speak and make comments. So what, first of all, what I would like to say um, to anyone who feels the way that DeAsia feels is I'd like to say, have you been to Africa? And the second thing is I understand your concern. Um, so my perspective comes from one in which I've traveled 4 million miles. I've been on the continent in only 12 countries right now out of 54. So I have a different perspective. But I can totally um, understand what she's saying. Um, but you got to go to the continent. You have to travel around. And I know as black Americans sometimes, because I was once coming from a place of um, thinking like it was divided 
or from a place of ignorance of not knowing. So i like to first say that, but I know you want to go to other callers and we can get into the meat and potatoes later. And yeah, I'm going to let you go ahead and keep because right now, yeah, I may have some trouble getting the callers on, so we may, we may end up jumping okay. right into it. So just kind of keep down that okay. thought, and I'll just kind of jump in if I, get a, if I get this fixed to where I get the callers in. So just kind of keep running with your okay. thoughts, and let, I'll jump in. Yeah, yeah. right now you're, we're definitely heading down a path that for those who are considering, and again, let's be, and let me say this real quick before you Continue, Lisa. Um, in this in this discussion question, should America should black should African Americans leave now and go back to Africa? Hopefully, if you've been listening, you're seeing we're exploring this from all angles. Uh, I don't think any of us have suggested that it should be necessarily one way or the other. Um, I'm pretty sure Asia will get more into, in a sense, you know, why that's not um, her mindset necessarily to go there. And I'll get into my thoughts on again some of that bridging of the gap and and, and, and things of that nature. But let's go ahead and go down that path and. Uh, and unfortunately, I will warn everybody, sometimes when this happens, I may not be able to get to the callers, and we will go commercial-free for this last hour. But I'm going to try to fix it. Um, but if you will, Lisa, go ahead and continue your thoughts, and I'll kind of jump in. So really, actually, what you do, Lisa and Deasy, I'll go back and forth and see if, until I can see if I can get this board fixed. So go ahead, Lisa and Deasy, y'all got it until I, until I let y'all know if I got it fixed. Okay. Now, I was just saying, you know, I respect how everyone's perspective is. We're all different people. But the first thing I would like to just kind of put out there for people is that um, sometimes you have to do a thing and visit a thing before you can do all the research and theory and think a thing. And um, I definitely welcome everyone in DH. I would love for you to join our group to come. Um, and I understand the concerns about they may look at us differently. And that's basically um, a big concern for many people until they're able to travel throughout the continent and visit different countries. So um, I do understand that concern that you have. And I had that same concern when I went over and taught over 12 years ago. And it blew my mind and how I realized my thoughts were so ignorant and what I thought. And when I got there, I realized something different as I travel throughout other countries because there's different customs. But you'll be surprised to know, like Akon says, there are some countries in the continent of Africa you'll think you're in Miami, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is what I thought it's like. And you'll see more people like us who are there, who speak many languages from the diaspora, who are well-educated, and there's no fitting in with any tribe unless you would like that lifestyle. That's an option as well. Yes, I, I definitely understand that there are a lot of well-developed countries in Africa, um, and I, I definitely I, I get that part. Um, and my thing is not so much as the locals accepting us, because I haven't been to Africa. I definitely want to go um, to one of the countries in Africa, if not more than one, to just visit. Uh, but... I haven't been, but I have a lot of friends that are from different countries in Africa. And the thing is, the talks about the different governments is my issue because what we'll be leaving for is basically trying to escape the corruption of our own government. And then we get into these other countries. And, yeah, on the outside, like if you look at America, on the outside it looks amazing, right, until you're – actually in it and you realize that our government is corrupt so that's the part that actually concerns me is like are we jumping out of the pot into the fire that's one of the things that um actually concern me in regards to 
you know, just packing up and moving because we have to keep in mind that there's a lot of people that's in Africa that are trying to get to America um, because of free enterprise. So that's my only thing. It's not one of those things where I feel like the locals are not accepting of us. It's just that we have to keep in mind that a lot of those African countries' government are just as corrupt. So are we really escaping anything if we were to pack up and leave? That's my whole thing on it. Well, what what I would do is I'm not suggesting that anybody pack up and leave before they at least pack up and visit. And mm-hmm. on your note about corruption, there's no corrupt free country on this universe, number one. Number two, it's it's different than having friends and family who live there who've been there than you go yourself to at least see. And then the third thing is um, what you mentioned about um, packing up and leaving your family and I guess your concerns is about, like, you know, being accepted and, and the depiction of that. And what I would like to say about that after you visit to see It's nothing better than getting off the airplane and seeing people that look like you and I. They have opportunities, and it's so empowering. But just to see that and experience that, I would definitely recommend that all black people, they are doing a disservice to themselves if they don't at least travel and visit at least once. I know not everyone's going to pack up and leave. I don't think running away from anything is a solution. But I think every black and brown person deserves to be on that motherland at least once to venture throughout the continent. But corruption's everywhere. It depends on how you package that corruption. But um, it, it, that's my advice. And I understand your concern no, I love it. on that. I no, do understand thank y'all for carrying forth with the back, yeah, back and forth. Now, this is beautiful. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Yes, yes. All right, good stuff. I, I think I may have Kevin live. Kevin, see if, Kevin, if you will, thanks for calling in. Um, one of our supporters of the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm, I think I'm getting these these kinks worked through. So everybody, bear with me. Yeah, we can hear you live. Give us your three cents on the discussion this morning. I think I will go commercial free just to give us one less thing to worry about this morning. Um, but if you will, go ahead, Kevin. Thanks for calling into this morning's discussion. All right. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, run through it real fast. Unwind this. Um. Uh, and thank you, family. Love y'all. How y'all doing? Thank you, Queen. Love your perspective. But let me tell you, let's be real. We ain't ready to go nowhere. Most of us ain't ready to even go down the street. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's be real about that. So, y'all, if we said, all right, everybody start packing up and go, you're going to have about 1,000 people go. We still got 40 million Negroes sitting right here. They can't. They barely can speak, Going like I said, in the restaurant. Around here, they so they sure ain't gonna be able to go across that water and handle any kind of business. And then, like the sister said, they gonna go over there with that same mentality, and that ain't gonna work over there. I know it ain't gonna work over there. Now, it's you know, you got a lot of the educated ones that'll go over there, and they might be able to pick up some new dialogue and things of that sort. But the majority of um, the grand majority of us ain't going nowhere. You won't see that in this our lifetime. I know that much. For sure, you go over there to visit, but that's all you'll be doing. But we're talking about escaping a ship. Now, if we thinking to be naive that we're not tied to these people, 
we sadly mistake. I, I, and I've been hearing people, oh, dude, that's not our business. That's not, let me tell you something. If you don't know history, you'll repeat it. When they went after the so-called um, the Klan back here, when they first called themselves taking out the Klan, who did they come after next? They destroyed our, 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 our groups that we had back then. This is about us at the end of the day. Please believe me, it's about us at the end of the day. Oh, no, let me tag on something else, too. How are you going to go over there when they're about to give you a vaccine and most of us ain't going to take the vaccine and you won't even be able to get on the plane to go over there? See, this yeah, thing that, is a whole lot bigger than what we're doing. They're they putting a major uh, uh, adjustment to see. They see what you're doing because we done told our move, and they know you want to go over there. So that's why they're coming out with this vaccine so they can limit where people come and flow and this, that, and the third. They're doing some major stuff. That thing now that happened was a mass distraction. Because they've been a lot this world down. And there's no place you can go that white supremacy doesn't reign. I don't care if it has a black face on it. White folks still running. And that's included you give in too, the heart you of You give them too much itself. power, Kevin. You give them too much power. Now, you said a lot, brother. Let I'm going to see what um, I, I, let me, let I guess. Let me, that's all good. Push. Thank you for the can call in. Huh? Oh, oh. Yo, go ahead, brother. Right, can I one, go ahead. Can I say one thing? If we, here's what I'm saying. We don't give them nothing. They have the power. Who are you going to go take your, your, your who are you going to pay your light bill to? Who, who grocery store are you going to go to tomorrow? They have the power. We say that to make ourselves feel better. But they have everything because we got to go to them for everything. Like I said, we are not ready yet to do anything major. We're talking about things that are happening on a daily basis now. On a daily basis, big things are changing. We was in just Nah, thank you for your thoughts, Kevin. Let me let the, let me let the, let me let the ladies get in because I got a lot of callers, brother. I got a lot of callers, okay, brother. You know, you been, you've you been a long time caller, so I'll let you get off a little longer. Uh, but thank you uh, okay, so much for your three cents, folks, since we got some other calls. Nah, nah, thank you for calling in. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start with you, uh, Deja. Any thoughts that you heard from Kevin that you just want to make, make it brief because we got some more calls that want to get in, and I'll get a brief um, thought from yes, you as well. He, he we'll definitely made some good points, and he also made me think about something that came to mind um, before in the past when I heard this conversation come up about, you know, moving back to Africa. Um, I, I honestly feel like it's somewhat of a slap in our ancestors' face. The reason why is because we built this country. And if white people were telling us, you need to go back to Africa, we actually would have a problem with that. We don't want to hear it. You know, it's been all throughout the mm-hmm. years we've had white people telling us, go back to Africa, go back to Africa, go back to where you came from, Right. And we were upset about it. Now we're telling each other we need to go back to Africa. And I feel like it's a slap in our ancestors' face, in a sense, because we built this country. If anybody needs to be fighting for it, it needs to be us, because this, this country was built on the back and blood of our ancestors. So I'm not running away from America. but Because the thing is, the people who are in power, they're immigrants. They came over here and, and was still in the land and came and stole us and bought us to the land. So if anything, they need to be packing up and leaving. I'm not running away. So um, I, I definitely can appreciate some of the points that, that um, he actually made. And I think it 
it really does sound good to say, hey, let's go back to Africa. And it, it gives us a good feeling and gives us a, a sense of belonging and everything. But the majority of us, we're not going to go. Uh, Lisa, your thoughts as you hear um, Kevin and Deja give, give their perspectives on it. We got some more callers yes. as well. So we're gonna get, we're definitely going to run through these callers, and then we're going to get in your wheelhouse very heavy after we get to the callers. But go ahead and give us a, a quick thought before I go to another caller. Really, really quick, all respect to Kevin and DeAsia. So hearing that and take this from my heart, take this from my heart and what I'm saying. Number one, have you been to the continent? Number two, are you an entrepreneur or, or business owner? Number three, do you know it's the cradle of humanity and that our black and brown hands built those pyramids? And number four, how many miles and how many stamps do you have in your passport? And I'm saying that in a loving way. I can understand your perspective from where you are. And do you know where the movement is? And number five, I want to say, is I'm not saying that people have to run away. You don't run away from anything. But what I have to say is that when you're looking for opportunity, you need to know exactly where it is, and you need to at least scrape the surface. So I understand your perspective and honestly, I think more black people need to open up their eyes and get more stamps on their passport. Otherwise, they'll stay on the slave ship of their mental capacity and say stuff like, they don't want us over there. We fighting for our country. <laughs> we all have to do what's best. But I think we need to get some stamps on our passport, and we need to stop that. Oh, we're going to Africa because if you – and stop drinking the Kool-Aid. So until you've been on that continent, then I understand your perspective is where you are. And I say that yeah, all I definitely love. understand what you're saying in regards to that. And we, um, we do need to travel more. But one thing I do know, I don't have to actually go to Maine to know that it's cold. So just because a person hadn't actually traveled to a particular country doesn't, know, doesn't mean that they don't know anything about that particular country. And it's a difference between going to the country and you're going there for vacation and you're collecting your stamps on your passport. That's totally different than saying, hey, we're going to move over here and there's opportunity over here because the very same people that are originally from there are moving over here for free enterprise. So I think what we have to do is get into the meat and potatoes of the things that we can do once we're once we're there because if we're looking at it and we're and we're looking at it in the lens of this is this when we get over here this is going to be the land of opportunity for us that kind of sounds like the same thing that like white people when they're looking at different countries and they're like okay they see all the resources that's over there so they could keep them down in order to get their resources. So when you're saying there's opportunity, opportunity to actually do what? And it goes back to what I was saying. Are we going to go over there and try to build these countries up? Are we going to go over there and try to capitalize about these countries? Or are we willing to assimilate into these societies and be a part of their society and let all of our beliefs, all of our comforts go that we have um, gotten in America? Are we ready to do that? Or are we going over there in order to build it up because we can't go with that same American mindset and feel as though we're not exploiting those countries. So I think that's something that we have to be very careful about. So I, that, that's something that great definitely thoughts. needs to be explored. explored. No, nah, great thoughts. And here's my challenge. We've got a lot of callers, so we're going to get to the callers. And this is what, what I think we do well. So now the challenge is to, to have this discussion in a nuanced manner. 
And so the nuanced manner is the dialogue right now. Both sides are very valid in their questions and in their points. And when I say both sides, it's because of the tendency to do dialogue in an either-or discussion. And so when you look at it either-or, then there's these challenges that you, in a sense, can't come to agreement on. But if we get into the nuance of um, kind of like what Lisa's saying, the idea of, you know, stamping your passport, and that's just about, you know, getting some more insight and more thoughts versus what you're hearing constantly if you're just stuck on the continent. And, D.A., I know you're not going against that. I'm just starting to walk mm-hmm. through some of the nuance because in my eyes, it's, it's, you know, and Kevin did make some amazing points. Uh, in my eyes, if we start looking at it from the standpoint of, no, not this massive movement to go there, but as Lisa's saying, um, somebody has something in the background. Keep that in mind that we can hear that on the app. Um, sorry. Um, but um, but keep this keep in keep in mind that um, um, as it, that, that that opening up our eyes to the discussion because to a certain degree because of the propaganda, um, it's almost like the, the the Malcolm X quote of hating. You know, you can't hate the roots of the um, hate the leaves of the tree and not hate his roots. And so because of the propaganda as African Americans, we have for a long time not even had a, a tendency to consider it. And so that's why Lisa was so excited at the beginning of the show because we are at least now having the discussion and part of that discussion doesn't have to necessarily be some massive movement. It's just the idea of, as she's saying, who are the entrepreneurs, who are those who are ready to take advantage of opportunity. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in an exploitive way, but maybe those are the ones who in a sense, because I've always said this, it's hard to keep competing for this old money that as Calvin said, the power's already there, right? So it's hard to keep competing for this old money. And so Lisa's kind of saying, open up your minds and realize there's other places to go make a lot of money as well. And it doesn't, again, have to be in an exploitive nature. I think what I'm saying, most people can understand. I'm just throwing out that the nuance of this discussion now can get away from whether we're going to do something in mass. And not that, none, not that anything that anyone has said is was wrong. I'm just talking about let's start moving towards the nuance because the back and forth of whether we're going to do something in mass, it's kind of it becomes kind of futile in that sense. So that's the challenge to go forward. Let's get to another caller here. Um, let's go with um, area code seven one eight last three three five five. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. I hope this internet didn't knock out again. I'm really having trouble with my internet, y'all, this morning, so that's why I'm not getting to all the callers. It's going in and out. When it comes in, I'll get one of you on. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, I'm going through that now. So, Lisa, um, go ahead and kind of jump in and just, you know, I think you, I know you already understand what I just said, but that is the challenge the rest of these last 45 minutes is to make sure we are doing this in a nuanced manner so that, it's not just a complete dialogue about what we could do in masks. Cause I know you're not even suggesting that as well, but you are challenging more of our people to get out of. And again, this is not even directed at the Asia. I just know you're doing this in general. You're challenging more of our people not to c- continue to have the limited view as you, as you called yourself out on your first trip, how you were actually, your eyes were open because you realized you had fought into a lot of the propaganda. You mentioned Akon, who, if anybody's seen that cut, where he says, if anything, if America does anything well, it's market themselves well. And so that's even the idea of the land of opportunity or that type of thing is something that they market well. And, you know, as he's building, you know, going back to, in a sense, build that city that he's 
you know, Akon City. I forget which country he's trying to be, he's building it in or whatever. But he just, but he was when he was saying it, he was actually challenging a different leaders in different African countries to get better at promoting their messages so that so that they understand that there are places like you said that are just like being in Miami or whatever. Without the right messaging, people can continue to have bad assumptions about the continent. And again, that was a challenge that he made to African leaders to copy that concept of how to market themselves as countries. All right, so Lisa, if you will, jump in. I'm still trying to work on these callers. I know we got a lot of callers out there. I hope to get y'all in, but, again, we're just having trouble with the Internet this morning. Um, but, Lisa, go ahead and jump in, and I'm going to try to work on another call. Yes, yes. So I just want to say this. We have theory and we have experience. So I can go on the Internet and see that Maine is really cold, and I can see that Maine is located in, in the north but I can land in Maine and I can feel that cold breeze going through my body, allowing me to think clear. And then I can taste some of the good lobster. And then I can lay in a nice hotel and experience just the lavish, wonderful, um, just, just the amenity. Theory is one thing and experience is another. I can speak to a therapist about losing a loved one, or I can experience that and know it. So I understand when people say theory, but it's something about experience that touches you different, that I don't care what theory, what dissertation, what what book you read, experience is the key of life. And I think more brown and black people need to get out of their comfort zone and experience and stop living through theory of reading and researching. <laughs> no, I love that. Let me ask you one question, that makes, Lisa. That's a good could you point. could you add Yeah. No, absolutely. Let me ask you this, Lisa. Could you add on to even my thought from the standpoint of having this overall dialogue and so while you're making this amazing point, but just even the application of as you're saying and I agree with you, more of us actually experiencing it, but even you are not necessarily as much as you love the continent and plan to do business as you will not ever stop doing business even you're not necessarily talking about the idea of blacks packing up and leaving like even you're not saying that you're just talking about getting more of us to get out of the comfort zone and and realize this ain't the only experience that you have to have um you again you're not even telling people to pack up and leave or run from anything but again i'm just talking about getting into the nuance so great point um, but just any thoughts on that aspect of what this really looks like in, in this dialogue so that it's not a back and forth between what the masses should do if that makes sense Absolutely. So, you know, like you just said, I don't think everyone needs to leave. Now, for me, my experience is different. It didn't just happen because of the mayhem and chaos of that we saw this week. This has just been from an entrepreneurial um, perspective and doing business and knowing what opportunities are and contributing and impacting a place for my people that I feel good about. But, of course, you know, I, I will be back and forth, and, and I have done business there. I'm going to purchase something, land, to you know, for my legacy. But, yeah, I think that um, all blacks need to visit. I'm not saying that all blacks need to leave, but certainly I think all blacks need to experience. Because let me tell you, once mm-hmm. you put your foot in that Lamborghini, you can't ever think different again. It's something about experiencing that you can never look and feel the same way again. So that's what I'm saying. At least see. Stop 
listening to Big Mama and them tell you they don't like us over there, you'll be surprised. Because you guys, let me tell you, I was never a person in school, black power, black power. That wasn't me. So I don't want you to think that I'm that type of person. In fact, I was always like, ooh, those Africans. And look at me. Are you kidding me? So I want you to experience the key of life. You can never go back to who you were once you experience. That's all I'm telling my people. Experience because the others are. We're getting left in the dust. No, I love it. Experience. No, I love it. Yeah, let me get to these callers. Like I said, when we get through these callers, we're going to, even you know, again, make sure we get to Jennifer's a brilliant question on the, in the first hour, just so, like, what does it look like? What are those steps for those that are considering it? And Lisa can give you those steps. So that is on deck for anybody that's wanting to hear, well, what does it look like? If I, if I listen to Lisa and want to travel, what does it look like? Um, area code 718-LAST-3355. I think we got you live on the air, if you will. Uh, let me know if you are live, give us your name, where you're from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Uh, good morning, everyone. Can you hear me? Yes, you're coming through loud and clear. Hello? Go ahead, Queen. Oh, okay, good. Where are you calling us from? Where are you calling us from? My name is Hala, and I'm calling from New York. Beautiful. Go ahead, Queen. Okay. I I definitely agree with a lot of the points that everybody is saying, and I understand them. But the thing is this. We all have choices. And you need to have a backup plan. You don't have to, as Lisa says, because I know Lisa and I know you, Montoya, because we're in, um, we're in a, a Facebook group with Maria. And honestly, a lot of things that people have in their mind, whether it's been, like Lisa said, someone's telling you not to go or things you're reading, or and then you have to remember, colonization hit Africa just like it hit here. They're still doing it now to create the segregation that we don't go back there. I'm not saying that you have to up and leave from here, but you need to say if you're going to choose to stay here, you're going to have to be armed mentally and physically. You're going to have to also be in the realization that you're going to be in a fight every day. I'm not saying it's going to be better or worse, but it may actually be better for you to keep your options open on where to do business, even if you're not trying to do business. You want a good quality of life that, for example, um, I'm not saying to romanticize Africa or any place. You have to pick what's going to be best for you, but you need to use your discernment. You could stay here and fight the fight, which is good, but you need to have yourself open to opportunities where the ease of business will be better for you, where you won't be as stressed out mentally or financially someplace. If you haven't been to the continent, people who spend two and three and five thousand dollars going to Europe, why don't you take a trip to Africa? You don't have to go several times in a year. That might be your main, uh, I'll say, international trip. If you're wondering about what it's going to be like on the continent, just like you do all this research here about the government, how to do business, you apply that same thing to, those, to whatever country you may be interested in. So you can't just off the uh, top say, well, I'm, I'm going to leave here. Because let me tell you something. People here, whether it's the clear people, the transparents, or any other, I'll say, groups, they do not want you here. But we know that we created, we're the ones who built up 
basically I'll say every country, you could choose to stay here, but know that you're constantly going to be in a battle. We know what's going on at the Capitol. It doesn't mean it's not going to come down to where you live at because the racists live everywhere. They're just, some of them are complacent. They don't want to draw attention, and the other ones, they don't care. Yes, white this people run, run over. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, Quinn. I didn't know I was cutting you off. No, no, I didn't realize I was cutting you off. I was letting you get off. We got some other callers out there, and I, I didn't realize I was cutting you off, but I was just saying that you've given us a lot to think about, a breath of things to think about, and I really, really appreciate your three cents and support this morning. Hope you become a continued listener of what we do as we try to have authentic and these hard conversations and, and welcome all the opinions. But I think you've said a lot. I definitely want to hear what the Asia and um, Lisa have to say real quick. Again, I'm going to let you go because I'm trying to get these callers in. We have some technical difficulties, so I'm just going to try to run through the callers as best I can. But thank you for your three cents this morning. And thank you for having me. Well, absolutely. Thanks for calling in. Um, Lisa, since this is your friend, I'll let you start. Um, you know, make it quick because we got more callers this morning. Yes, I just want to say this, and I'm so passionate about it. If you are about the shmoney, that's M-O-N-E-Y-S-O, and you want opportunity, you better dip your feet in Africa. You don't have to take your family and move, but, honey, opportunity here in the U.S. as a businesswoman, you're not getting but so far. Opportunity is in Africa. You want that shmoney to make impact for your family? You better wake up, people, because... Five years from now, you'll wish you did. So that's why I'm passionate. I want our black people to get some money because I'm tired of us buying and consuming. Let's build and do some stuff for us and our family. No, I love it. I mean, we we even talk about it even for those who don't think about necessarily going to Africa and they'll make the complaint about, look at the Chinese and all these different countries that are going there now because, again, the whole world sees it for, the in a sense, uh, the money grab that it has always been. When we say we built this country, uh, well, you know, we were the human capital that, you know, in a sense made the United States become the number one GDP in the world, if you go even get into that history, if you will. Um, but, again, the opportunity is there, as Lisa speaks to it. DeAsia, um, your thoughts before I go to another caller. Again, just keep them quick so we can get through these callers. Go ahead, Queen. The caller made some um, some very interesting points, and in, in from what I'm hearing, it's more so sounds like, you know, that it may be a whole lot of opportunity over there. But the only dilemma that I have with it is so many of them come over here for for opportunity. And I think maybe it's one of those things when you, you live in a country um, and you've been in a country your whole life, that's just the same way we see people come over here. They get all of these different grants and they build up these different um, – they build up these different – uh, stores and all this stuff in our communities, and we wonder how that happens. And so they may see opportunity over here that we don't see, yeah. just as well as we see opportunity yeah. over there that the people who actually live there don't see. So I think if you're looking at it from an entrepreneurial standpoint of being able to go over there and 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 um, flourish, I feel like that will be a good thing. But I think for the most part, the people who are listening that. Um, are just looking at the escape from racism or looking at what happened at the Capitol and like, hey, it's time for us to leave here because we're not, never going to be treated for, uh, fairly. I think that their perspective is totally different than an entrepreneur's perspective that is looking at looking towards Africa as a way to, I would say capitalize for a lack of a better word, 
to capitalize. And then, so, then, then that, the, right, and the thing is, capitalize that word by itself is not negative. So let's not even even. Yeah. You know, but again, thank, I thank you for saying that, and I'm just being nuanced with the thought. Again, we are mental dialogue, so we like to go a little deeper with our thoughts. I think I think you gave a distinction that is that absolutely makes sense. I can't even disagree with you. And again, we're not even here about trying to di- agree and disagree. It's about all these different perspectives. Um, again, I'm going to keep shooting to these callers as I can. I'm still having trouble with the internet in and out. So if I try to bring you live and can't, just bear with me. But I think I have um, 314-600 on live at 3D. So if you will, give us your name, where you're this calling Pianchi, from, man. and your three cents on you think yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought it was. But I, didn't, think right I, now, with all technical difficulties, I don't want to make any assumptions this morning. Go ahead. Um, what do you think I roll with one phone? Come on. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I, you know, I know the, I think I know the number, but right now I'm Look. more concerned about these technical difficulties because this show has been so amazing. And I, I hate, you know, I don't edit out the replay so everybody will hear it this way. Uh, but the show is so good. I hate I, that we're not, having these problems this morning. But go ahead. I'm not going to talk about the Capitol, but any United States citizen that is their concern, especially what was going on on the inside, inside blacks are that. Now, as far as the traveling concern, and you know, I have my wife is is uh, away from the Volta region in Ghana, and I know those areas well. And I've traveled on the continent from Egypt to Ethiopia all the way down to the to the Oromo and Jinka. But people talking blacks like the one gentleman said, African Americans are not going to leave the United States in mass. There's nothing wrong with traveling. I would advise people to do this, from my experience is go to the CIA website and look for the travel warnings. you still a United States citizen. When you hit a country and you go through customs, they immediately report to the U.S. Embassy that you are in the country, and they tell them where you initially are staying. They're supposed to do that. Why? Because for your protection. If something breaks down, the first place you're going to run to is that embassy. That embassy is supposed to protect you because you got that blue passport. You don't go by yourself. And when you do, it's best to go on a tour. And when you do go, stay in a star hotel. You can't stay in the regular hotels. You have to eat food out of that star hotel. You can't eat off the streets. Why? Because your system could not take the bacteria. You'll have diarrhea and maybe some other things. And, you know, you talk about, uh, say, Ghana, for instance. Uh, Ghana had uh, 15 interior slave markets all the way up to Burkina Faso. Saligai was a big one. And they had 27 along the coastline. So those people know who you are and your history probably better than you. Now, you know, another point, too, Nigerians here in the United States is doing a heck of a thing. If you ain't got a business going on, in the United States, you ain't going to be very successful over in other countries because you have to have a base where you can draw from your infrastructures. Nigerian Americans send over $23 billion a year in remittances back to Nigeria. They know what's going on. Is there opportunities? Yes, there's opportunities, but opportunities and big things. You never own the land. You lease the land. You buy If you acquire land and build a 20-story hotel on it, if you die or you leave, that land goes right back to that tribal chief, that paramount chief. That's their property, their land. They don't sell the land. You just lease it. 
Now in Accra, it's different, but you start going out into the countryside, that's what you have to face. And I was writing down some notes. That's about it. Enjoy yourself. Travel. Well, you know get back and I got land in Zambia. No, I got land in Zambia. Uh, uh, of course, Ghana and Nigeria. But let me tell you something. Them people fight. Away and the Ashanti don't get along with each other. My wife is Away. The uh, South Africa build a fence between it and Zimbabwe. They're human beings. Human beings do what human beings do. They squabble and they make love. Hey, love it. Great three cents as always, Brother Fiat, giving us that perspective, a very breath and wealth of perspective. So thank you for that. Um, Lisa, very interested in your thoughts to what uh, Brother Fiat out of St. Louis I've had to say. Again, we are commercial free as I'm building, trying to battle through this Internet um, um, disruption this morning. But thank you, um, Brother Piaki, for that call. Any thoughts, Lisa, from what Brother Piaki had to say? Yes, um, I I, I really uh, respect his opinion. So I am, I'll be in Rwanda next, and I will be purchasing land that I do own. See, there's 54 countries on the continent, and I think people need to travel and experience and see. I think things are different. Um, everyone's perspective is, is what it is. Um, so I just think that people have to go and experience. Um, opportunity is different everywhere. But one thing I just want to say really quick, entrepreneurship is entrepreneurship no matter where you go. Now, people come to the U.S. from Africa because out of the 54 countries on the continent, there are some countries that are war-torn, so people mm-hmm. come here because they want to make money, they want to get educated so they can go back to the continent to start businesses, to educate, and to help their family. But if you see what's going on now, data that doesn't lie, you got a lot of people from the diaspora who are going back to do some big things. So not everybody's trying to get to the U.S. Trust and believe. When you see those taxi drivers from Nigeria, they ain't coming here to stay. They come in here to get knowledge, to go back to Nigeria, which is the fastest-growing country in the continent, on the continent behind Ethiopia, where they're making that money. So don't think people are coming here from Africa because they're coming here from the land and the milk and honey. They're laughing at us black people because we're stupid that we don't wake our eyes up to see what they say. They come here to get opportunity to take it back. So that's a whole different ideology of that mindset. We need to wake up. We need to wake up because I think we're really behind. And you, nah, you know what? And we're getting into newest. Go ahead, Lisa. I mean, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Deja. Um, go ahead. You know what? I think the only difference with that is they came from Africa, and they have, and they, and they, 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 they were born and raised in Africa. They came over here for opportunity, and so they have a place where they could funnel this money to, and so they could help build up their uh, their native country, right? The difference with us here is we're actually, we'll actually be going there trying to build something up, but we're planning to stay. So you're saying that they're not planning to stay here. They're just coming over here to get what they can, send it back home to continue building back home. We will be reestablishing ourselves versus them coming over just to funnel money back home in order to build it up. So I think that's a difference as well. Because we have to take into consideration that we don't, it's like we don't actually belong anywhere. As the, the, the um, Africans in the diaspora, we don't actually
belong anywhere. So it's like first we have to, I think a lot of us first are trying to find a place of belonging. And so we have to get past that part of it before we can actually see the meat and potatoes of it all, to actually see all of the opportunities because we're tired, we're worn out, we face racism, we've just been beat and battered over here. So I think the first part of it is that we have to just have a woosah and just get past, you know, all the trauma that we have experienced first because I think a lot of times when that question comes up about whether or not we should leave America, I think it's for for some type of refuge more so than anything. I think it's more for refuge than opportunity when that thought initially comes up. And once we get past our trauma, I think at that point we could start looking at all of the opportunities that may be available to us if we were to leave. So so what's happening right now, which is I think you're absolutely right on the perspective, I think you're absolutely just in general, that the first time as an African-American that you might hear somebody, let's say you get introduced to, you know, Garvey on your own, or you end up, you know, just living somewhere and somebody becomes conscious and say, you know, in general, say we need to go back to Africa and it's just thrown out there kind of haphazardly. I would agree that for the most part, as an African-American, the first time you heard it, 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 it was in that thing, that it's just as there's a refuge or going back where you, you know, where, you, where your ancestors were from. So I do agree with you that that is quite often how it is thrown out. And, and so what, I'm, what I will say is what's happening live on this show is, First, hearing from the Lisas, from the Brother Fiancis, and people that have had the experience, you, we're hearing details to what it, what that, what that process does look like. And so I'm just saying, if you think about it, it's just kind of happening as we speak. So we're ty- we're we're kind of trying to get away from the romanticized pros and cons. You, you know, as, as Lisa says, you know, for those that have negative thoughts about Africa or somebody who's romanticizing it all, we're getting past that initial conversation. That's why we're going deeper so that we can have the nuance to hear people who are actually experiencing it. Or it may be somebody's first opportunity, first time hearing that those opportunities exist because they've been caught up in the pro, the, you know, the positive and the negatives of, of the, of the refuge discussion, um, as I'll, I'll call it, as you just named it um, the agent. So again, we're just trying to get into the nuance. Let's go to another caller here. Uh, let's see. I got, you know, hoping these calls keep working. I got someone, I think, out of Atlanta, 770, last three, 377. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion. Yes, I'm Antoya. How are you? This is Isna, and I'm calling from Conyers. And I have been really taking all of what is in. And one thing I haven't heard is how this is also coming, it should be coming from also a spiritual aspect. We We are negating the fact that we have been scattered across all of these countries, black people, colonization, and the whole nine. And so as much as we're dealing with um, the business aspect, no, we're dealing with a spiritual warfare of people who have populated not just America but Africa and other places and have tried to disenfranchise black people. And until we acknowledge that, it doesn't matter where we go because of our state of mind, is what it is, it's going to be in Africa, it's going to be in Europe, it's going to be in Asia, because the state of mind, just like this is, we have been traumatized. Traumatized. And as anybody, black people are probably the only people who have a disconnection of what you would say of a tribe, 
We still trying to find our tribe here in America. We still trying to find and trust the people that we have grown up with and have grown to call family or extended family. And so I have been to Africa. I buried my mother in Africa, in Senegal. So, yes, I know the feeling of touching the land, but we can't even touch the land if we don't even have the resources because there's only going to be a select few people who can actually go and put some stamps on their passport if they have not yet been able to monetize this system, which we've been born in. And, yes, our ancestors created this. So at some point we're going to have to stand our ground. We can't stand our ground in another land if we haven't even learned to stand our ground here. Because there is corruptness everywhere. And until we realize that that is factual, we will still be in the same state of mind. And see, spiritually, we better learn to call on our ancestors and learn that we have a whole lot more to do here before we can take it anywhere else. Because they don't want our traumatized selves over there either. Trust me. Trust me. Hey, strong, uh, strong thoughts. Uh, I'm sorry, Queen. Now, okay. strong thoughts, Queen. I, um, I, no, no, I will say, um, I think Brother Bianchi kind of, um, again, not you're right. You didn't necessarily hear it from us um, on the panel, but just I think it lines up with some of what Brother Bianchi was saying. Was like you're saying, establish your base, uh, and, and in doing so, then you may be able to take advantage of the opportunity. I think the Asia has consistently said, which I think is in agreement with what you're saying, is the idea that you can go establish something and as you said having established yourself where you're at that's a that's a romanticized view that probably won't work out for us so thank you uh for your three cents this morning appreciate you isna very much thank you queen i appreciate you thank you no, no absolutely all right so we got some more callers um some of the callers i don't have to wait because i gotta make sure i take full advantage of what this queen does and i don't want to make sure this doesn't get left out because we had a brilliant question by jennifer in the first hour just talking about in a sense, what that process looks like, because we definitely had the back and forth, whether we should visit, whether we should move there. But we've been talking in generalizations. So, Lisa, you, as a as a, someone who loves to, t- as you say, specializes in taking w- women entrepreneurs to the continent, um, but you've been very consistent about, you know, making sure that we are not looking at the continent as a whole. Like you just said, hey, I've, I've only been to 12 out of the 54. It's just those type of nuanced um, views gets us into nuance. And so, you know, so we can't just be looking at it like, well, yeah, like, as, you, as you mentioned, and I think the Asians is in agreement with you now, like, yeah, even in the Africans that are coming here with opportunity and sending money back, some of them actually stay in established because that's the ideal way to do it, that you have relationships around the world, not just necessarily here in the United States. Um, but, but there is a chance to take advantage of, as you said, a lot of locals who typically, and I hear this story all the time, even though I've never been to the continent, I consistently hear from a lot of people who travel there, how much we are welcomed by the locals, which, again, Asia has clearly said that's not what she's talking about. But, again, I'm just walking through the nuance. But as we start walking through those who may want to look at the opportunity, in your mind, if you want to start laying out what that looks like, Lisa, let's get into your wheelhouse and talk about that. And if we have time for the other callers, we'll try to get to them. But go ahead, Queen. Just just kind of take it over and take us to, take us to school right now, if you will, Queen. Yes. So I just want to say this. I don't think, once again, everyone should leave America and go to Africa. I can only share my experience and where my passion comes from. When I went to Africa 12 years ago, I was the black girl that went to a school of majority white people, right? 
I love my people all the time, but I was one that would kind of sort of, if we can be transparent, kind of look down on why are they living like that. So I go Mm -hmm. to Africa to teach, right? And now 12 years later, the impact that it had on me is something where people were so surprised. Lisa, Africa Mm -hmm. has a way of touching all of us in a different way. I've talked to grown, strong men touch the soil of maybe it was Nigeria, and it just brings you to life. I think as black people, it's something spiritual about the continent. And what I think you should do is surround yourself with like-minded people. But once you spend time on the continent, you will realize how the mental capacity of black people, us, we really need to get our mindset together. And we have been traumatized. It's something about that continent that will wake you up. I'm not saying you'll run there, but I think black people, we have to get out of our comfort zone. We must get out of our comfort zone because we'll stay here in America and still ask for the government to give us money or stimulus checks while other groups have come here, immigrants, and they start businesses and they buy homes, they become landowners. So we just have to open up our eyes to look at things differently. We don't have to go there and move, but we do need to travel and open our eyes and stop listening to Big Mama and them in the South who say, oh, we can't do that. When you see something greater, you can never think small again. Get around like-minded people and grow. Come with the women, go global to Africa. I promise you, your life won't be the same. That's all I challenge you to do. Stop buying and consuming. Invest with your kids. Travel. Because we find we, we buy what we want and we beg for what we need. You owe that to your family to experience and travel. That's all I want to do is push my people to visit once. Now, I hear your passion, Queen, but if you will, speak to some of the details because you you're very involved in helping people that, say, for example, that want to, consider it or look at it or if they say let's say your passion this morning has draft drove drove driven someone to look into it well you're actually a resource for that if you will so i know you always talk about your mentor and some of the things so if you could just even give some details again to some of the things you're doing because i always believe that details make things real if it will and so um because you're always encouraging people that want to look into it or want to do business um you even you know again i'm not saying you know make everybody on the call part of your group but i just want them to hear uh, for somebody who is thinking about it, um, what is what is those what do those steps look like? Let's say I'm fearful, I got the American viewpoint, but I want to listen to Lisa, and I'm going to open up my eyes. Where might I start, in in your opinion, based on your experience? So the first start is if you are a woman and you want to travel, I take groups of women over. In fact, my next trip we're doing a safari in October, and we only have three spots. So I would advise you to maybe sign up for that. If not, call me. I would if I, I'm on my way next month, not, not with the tour group to handle business. The first step is to visit. The first step is at least join a group of people that talk about it. You know what I mean? To so just put yourself in that. And then also, because you can't take the next step unless you at least travel there. And stop talking to people that they right. Let me do this, Lisa. I want to go to that next step because yeah, you've been saying that consistently. But what is say somebody's serious about saying I, 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 I'm tired of competing for old money here in America. So yeah, I, I get yeah. take the visit. I'm talking about somebody who's thinking about 
taking steps because you're working with people who are actually doing business. So I'm just saying, what does that look like for somebody who's seriously saying, you know what, let me get some of let me throw some of my money around and get some generational wealth by bridging a gap. So I'm saying, what does that step look like past going on the trip? Okay, so what I would suggest you do after deciding that you are and if you are an entrepreneur and you are doing business here, because you can't go to Africa and do business if you're not successful here doing business, because business is business no matter where you go. But then uh, the next step is to uh, maybe start downsizing. You need to look at which country that interests you based on, um, you know, lifestyle that you want, the cost of living, a co-working community where you can do business. It is research, but you must get in right. So let me let me let me, so, so let me do this real quick, Lisa. Let me because we don't got a lot of time. We don't have a lot of time. So okay. I'm saying, from your experience, give us some of your real life things you've learned. This country, but you know, just for yourself, this country has this and this country has that. So not just a general walkthrough. I just want to hear some of your real lived experiences, so people can hear maybe just some of your personal recommendations, sure. like what you know, just based on what you know. So, yes, in respect to doing business and types of businesses and countries that you should go, are we talking along that line? Because that's pretty general. Yeah, just like just so, from your own experience. Okay. You can only speak from your own experience. I, mean, I know okay. you can't make a yes, recommendation yes, yes. because you know everything, but just some of those details. Yeah, like just what, is, what, is, what do you know about this country that maybe we've never heard and we're just hearing okay, this for the first yes, time? Okay, I got you. Yes, yes, I got you. So, you know, Tanzania was my very first experience on the continent. Um, that's where I actually taught school, and I volunteered, and that's where I started my first business, where I was hoping the local schools there. So, you know, Tanzania is a great country if you're looking to transition. Of course, in that country, you don't own the land, but if you're looking for opportunity, it depends on which sector. If you're looking for agriculture, if you're looking for commerce, Rwanda is a great country. They welcome. It's the ease of business. Now, if you're really adventurous, Nigeria is the diamond, but I would not suggest you go there right away. Now, if you're interested in a third-world country that has first-world infrastructure that's kind of sort of like the U.S., I would suggest South Africa. I would suggest Cape Town. If you're looking for a country that has great weather all year round, Uganda is easy. The ease of business in Uganda. There's many agricultural um, opportunities in Uganda. I mean, if you're looking for, it just depends on what you're looking for. Um, no, I understand that. Egypt, Morocco, I, you don't really get a feel, an ethnic feel, but it just it depends on what you're looking for. My experience is more contributing and doing business. So it's not a one-stop shop. You have to talk to other people. So that's my experience. So Rwanda is the country that I will be purchasing land. Um, you can register a nice. business in and, one and yeah, those, are, those, those details are perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely wanted to hear. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What did you just say? I'm sorry, Queen. I didn't mean to yeah, cut yeah. You off. So it's just about doing. It's about doing the research. This is not something you hop up. But of then course. you also have Uganda is is the ease of business, and then you have places like South Africa, which you'll be surprised. You know, some parts look like Miami Beach. You know, the weather right. is much like it is in the Northeast. 
But it depends on what you're looking for. I mean, there's so many. No, makes sense. The Congo. The Asian. Let me let me have the Asian. Let me see if there's anything the Asian. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm trying to get I me mean, yeah. The Asian. Yeah, but as you hear her talk about some of those specifics, um, just what does that sound like to you? And I'm gonna try to get to a caller after you as well. Yeah, we just work um, through um, no what, commercials. What, what is, it ahead, sounds like it is really good to give people that range where they know that um, there is different countries that can afford them different things based on what it is that they're looking for. To so. To hear her, you know, speak about those different countries that um, people may be interested in, depending on their lifestyle and what they're looking for, um, that's very good. I just think that um, a lot of it is geared towards entrepreneurs, though. So we have to keep in mind that the the average person that is not necessarily everybody isn't an entrepreneur. Everybody um, can't be an entrepreneur. Somebody has to be the worker. So is this voyage to Africa? Is this are, are we are you saying Lisa that this is more so something that entrepreneurs should look forward to doing or just the average American person should consider um, not only traveling but moving to Africa as well because it sounds like this is more towards geared towards um, entrepreneurs making that trip. Well, the reason, so to answer your question, I think it's for anyone. But the question is, is when you decide to relocate there. Are you going to take $10 million and just use that wisely to live off of? Because you're not going to find a job there. That's not a country, excuse me, that's not a continent where you would find a job. And if you do find a job, you know, expecting a salary that's comparable to the U.S. is definitely um, not going to happen. So you have to think of something that you're going to contribute. And my mindset is going and impacting and contributing. But, yes, there are a lot of Blacks that relocate there and they 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 retire and they you know they can live off of maybe twenty or thirty thousand a year and live lavishly. They have their four hundred one k. Their kids, the schools, mm-hmm. some of the schools there are better than here. They put them in embassy schools where the kids speak three and four different languages, which surpass our school systems. So it just depends. But I call I come from a perspective of entrepreneurship, like I said, because I like to impact and contribute, and that's where my heart is. But no, you got you you have a you just have to plan wisely because what's happening now is you're getting blacks that are moving there with ten thousand dollars in their pocket, and then when it doesn't work out, they have to come back home. So you have to plan that. But it's good for everyone. You can have a better cost of living there and live well. I'm not saying live in a hut because I don't live in a hut. When I move there, I'm going to live just as nice as I do in the DNV. So, no, you can take your family, but you have to have a plan. Unfortunately, most people don't even have $1,000 in the bank, let alone uproot your family to Africa, and what are you going to do to pay your bills? So retirement is good, but you have to make way to make money if you're moving there. So that's why my perspective is entrepreneurship. Um, but no, retirement is good too. You live better, and the cost of living is cheaper. So basically, nah, fair enough. And I will say it. I think you. I think you. Oh, go ahead, Go ahead, please. Go ahead. So, so basically, what it sounds like to me is going to Africa is like what you're saying. Someone goes to Africa and they retire, so they already have to be well off here before they even decide to go to Africa and retire. And also. Um, like you said, that you can't expect to go to Africa and just go get a job and uh, live the same type of lifestyle that you would here if you were to go get a job. So you either have to already be well off here. This is just what I'm taking from it. You either have to already be well off here 
or you have to be an entrepreneur if you're planning on moving over there because when they come over here, they could come over here with nothing. And I think that's the thing um, with you saying that, you know, the average person can't go over there and find a job. Maybe those people weren't able to find jobs that can afford them a certain lifestyle. So they could they could come over here with nothing and they could make something. But from what I'm taking from what you're saying is we can't go over there with nothing and make something the same way they could come over here and do that. So we already have to have something or we have to have that entrepreneurial mindset in order to build something. Is that what I'm getting from it? Am I reading into that correctly? So, so let, 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 yeah, let me, let, me, let, me, let, me just, let me jump in just a little bit for where, what I would think would be some of the clarity, and then Lisa, then you can definitely you know, give more of a response. But the clarity, I would say, Asia, um, I didn't hear necessarily that we, in a sense that you have to be well off because um, you mentioned the idea of it doesn't take as much money if you are, for example, retiring to live well over there. So I don't necessarily, I don't think I heard Lisa say that you have to be well off. I think what she okay. keeps, she's just saying from the, yeah, from the entrepreneur's perspective, she's just being consistently honest about my perspective as an entrepreneur, but she keeps saying, no, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to do these things. You just have to research the country specifically and, and know enough about them to see what you can make work. But you do, you would need to have an established base. I, I haven't heard her make reference to, yeah, having nothing and going over there like, you know, maybe some people that we hear come here and work their butts off and find something here and didn't have much back home. So this, I think that's the first time that's come up. So I don't think she's even made reference to that. But I'm just saying the clarity, in my opinion, is I hadn't heard her say you have to be well out, and I haven't heard her say um, that you have to be an entrepreneur. I think she's made room for that. She's just been individually saying, here's my personal perspective. Uh, Lisa, did I grab that up correctly? And you can add to what I'm saying as well. I just wanted you to be reassured that I heard, that's what I heard, and obviously Gage is hearing it her way too, so I wanted to give you another perspective as well to what I heard you say. But go ahead, Queen. Absolutely. So just the comment that she made is, is discerning to me, and let me tell you why. If I got on a plane and went to Jamaica and thought this is a great place I want to retire, then you kind of strategize in that retirement. You have a plan for your retirement. So Africa's no different. I just think it's a matter of us being well-equipped financially and with financial literacy and having a plan for our future to know that we're not going to work on the plantation, any job I call the plantation, forever. So you do plan to retire at some point. If you live in the U.S., I'm in the DNV, and then to get a place here, you're looking at about three or four grand a month to pay. So I do plan to retire at some point where I don't want to die. You know, I'm 80 and I'm still working. So it's just retiring and going to that place. If you're an entrepreneur, you can work from anywhere if it works for you. So you don't have to be rich. In fact, a lot of times I'm like, do you have to be rich to to live here? So it, we have to get out of that mindset. You're going to retire at some point. So just go to a place where you're going to have your money. We need to get with the with the plan with financial literacy because some of this you got to be rich. No, you'll be surprised. We have to plan for our future, whether it's here or elsewhere. It's just that you could have a fruitful life or part-time house, you know, have a, a summer house there where you could take your kids and your grandkids and your great-great-grandkids so they can see that. So, yes, that's what I'm saying is that, no, you could probably live off of $20,000 to $30,000 a year there or maybe $15,000 a year. When you're 60 here, it's expensive, but no, you can't go there and get food stamps. But um, we should look at things, right. you know, bigger. 
No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, um, let me, I'm going to sneak it in because, again, we had a technical difference. I'm going to see if I can sneak in one caller. I, I'm not going to get to everybody. Area code 405, last three, five, four, six. Um, I got you live. We only got a couple of minutes, so you're going to have to make it quick. I'm, I'm sorry if you had a lot to say, but I'm trying to sneak you in just because you've been waiting for so long. So this is Jennifer again. I'm I'm on another phone number because my phone died. This is I made a comment earlier about what are the steps yep, to, I remember to you know mm-hmm. getting to Africa. Um, so I guess you know some of the things that I heard was um, the reasons to go to Africa was entrepreneurship, spirituality, um, you know, having fortifying ourselves as African Americans, and I think all of those things were great points. For me, that hit home. I mean, I have gone to Africa. I've gone to school there for six weeks um, and had an American school pay for it through an exchange program and have gone to South Africa and, you know, just visited during the World Cup. So there were many different cultures that went to um, uh, South Africa, Cape Town, and it's a beautiful place. And I think um, as African-Americans, we should visit, regardless if we're going to do entrepreneurship, um, because I think it does open our eyes to something that is, is different. And it brings me back here as an American or African-American with a different perspective of the world. Um, I do think that we do need to go there and have entrepreneurship opportunities. Um, and I think we have to educate ourselves, um, just like I think it's – Lisa or Nalisa mm-hmm. um, has done for herself, um, and you know whether it's taking her trip or researching a different you know a country. And for me, it was easy to go to a country that spoke English because that's what I spoke um, to um, as, either as a national language because then I could navigate the country. But that was like for travel. Um, and so I just I just wanted to make a comment that I think all of those points as an African American it, it brought a lot of pride for me and I would like to go there as an entrepreneur um, to uh, be able to you know get some business and financial you know reward um, as well. So that's it. Now I think that's a perfect ending because we're actually we've got 30 seconds left. Um, Lisa, get out your information for people that want to follow you or may want to take a trip with you. Please give that information out before, this, uh, before we close out the show. Thank you, Queen. Um, thank you, DeAsia. You both have been wonderful. But let's get out your information. Go ahead, Lisa. Yes, you can find us, Women Go Global, on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Women Go Global. And DeAsia, how do they follow you on Locked and Loaded before we go? Um, you can find me every Tuesday at 6 p.m. on Locked and Loaded, uh, which is L-O-C, Pasta C-T, and Loaded. I am on all social media platforms. We're on YouTube, um, Instagram, Anchor, Spotify, and, of course, uh, Facebook. So you could definitely find me there uh, every Tuesday, and we cover so many different different topics, and uh, we'll definitely love to have any of the listeners that have tuned in here to to come in and check us out. Highly recommended. They go, they, they're a little raw than us, but I love the dialogues they do. I, I definitely want to jump on the one y'all got coming up on Tuesday. All right, we'll see y'all next Saturday. Thank, thank all of you. Thank all of the callers. Y'all make the show, all the truth seekers out there. We'll see y'all next Saturday. All I ask is that you think. <laughs>